I don't know about you, but social media is mystifying. Just when you think you've got it sorted, it changed. And Facebook is not as sexy as it used to be. And all the businesses happening over in LinkedIn, but all the trendy people are on Instagram. And I thought, oh, who knows the best thing about social media? And in particular, because we're in business and we're doing a bit of a bit of a focus on business, in particular LinkedIn. I was able to get in touch with the LinkedIn Ninja, the lovely Gillian Bullock, and she knows all. So this whole episode, we talked about LinkedIn. What do you got to do to make a good name? Yeah, have a great profile, but how do you actually get business from LinkedIn? How do you engage? What are some of the things you need to do? And, you know, as much as we can within the confines of a 20-minute podcast, we got the answers for you. Enjoy. Welcome to the Get More Success Show. He's a guy who never measured a man's success by the size of his wife. It's showtime. 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 And now, here is your host, Warwick Mary. Welcome back to another episode of the Get More Success Show. I'm your host, Warwick Mary. Now, today, we have someone on the show you can't see. She's so quick. She's so schmick. You just don't know what's going on. She is a ninja. She's, in fact, one of uh, a certain number. I believe it's 10 certified LinkedIn ninjas from LinkedIn herself. And her name is, of course, the lovely Gillian Bullock. Oh, I get it wrong every time. Gillian Bullock. I should know. I grew up on a farm where we had bullocks. Gillian, welcome to the show. <laughs> you should know for sure. Oh yes. my Hello. God, I'm so sorry. I just uh, like to I know, that's it. Hey, um, LinkedIn Ninja, how many of you how many of you are there? There's eleven. Eleven. And that and that's a LinkedIn like from LinkedIn certification, yeah? No, not exactly. No. Oh, okay. So the original LinkedIn Ninja, I believe that she, back in the very, very early stage when LinkedIn was trying to get the platform popular, yes. um, they went around and asked uh, industry sort of uh, specific people that were adopting the platform to help them travel around and sort of... Um, you know, teach and show people about it for an industry. So right. the original LinkedIn Ninja is a financial advisor. Okay. Um, so she was doing it for the finance industry and she realised that when they were asking people to do this, that there was a big discrepancy between what people knew about LinkedIn and what they didn't. Yes. Um, and so she developed a certification to try and, I don't know, what's it called? Um try and get some sort of consistency and level of yeah. expertise there. Um, so that's what she put the certification together. And back in the day, um, LinkedIn were actually going to adopt this certification and make it their own to, to do the same thing. Um, and then there was a senior management shift and changeover and they decided to only do it for recruitment and not sales. Okay. So, and we have but, no proof of that whatsoever. <laughs> but you are the only Australian certified LinkedIn ninja. Southern Hemisphere. Southern Hemisphere, baby. Oh, yeah. You go down to Antarctica and there's no one else there with that. That's it. That's it. <laughs> I know there's not quite as many countries in this, the southern side. Um, yeah. Whatever. That's all right. It's good. It's all the, it's where all the cool people hang out. Hey, um, so I want to ask you the question I ask all of my guests, and that is, how do you define success? Like, you've done some pretty cool things over the years, and uh, so I'm really interested to how do you define success in, in your life? Okay, so success for me is kind of what I started out to do. 
um, when I started my business in 2002, um, which is a while ago now. Um, and that was probably witnessing what my parents were doing. Um, my dad was a self-employed milkman. Yes, I am the child of the milkman. Hello. <laughs> And my mum was kind of Willy Wonka. She had a fudge factory and chocolate factory, literally. Um, And to me, I remember very specifically in high school that my mother was one of the only parents on the grassy knoll that was there for the whole day of our swimming carnival. Um, And she all gave gave us little jelly beans before a race to give us that pumped up energy. Before Greater Aid ever existed. Sports enhancing jelly beans. Yeah, that's it. Sports enhancing jelly beans. Um, and it was the freedom that she had to actually take that whole day off and sit there uh, and support me um, in something that was um, one of the only sports I could do. Um, and so for me, it was the freedom to be there for your family or your children. Um, and be able to just take a day off whenever you damn well liked. Yeah. Um, that that was epic for me. And mm. that's what I got a 10-year-old and a 7-year-old. And for me to bring in a half-decent wage and be able to take off whatever day that I want to do, as well as it's, as long as it's planned, when they're sick, that's a bit of another issue. Um, but, yeah, that's success for me, to be there for them. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, so I'm interested because I, I know quite a few LinkedIn gurus and um, there are many who I'm trying to, I'm searching for a polite way of saying basically they've had a dabble, they've learned a few things and then call themselves a guru when the reality is they don't actually get increased traction based on the kind of stuff that they do. They can help you set up a pretty profile. Yeah. There's a lot of people can. Yes. Yeah. Uh, um, and there's a lot of, you know, you mentioned before LinkedIn, there's a load of recruiters on LinkedIn and a load of people doing that. And LinkedIn has really shifted in the last while. There's a lot more people being a little bit more personal on it than, yes. than being just, just dumping information about corporate kind of, oh, yes, the, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and, and, and I've been working with you for a while. I'm really impressed with some of the results I've been getting in my mind, business and what others have been doing. So I'm... Uh, wondering for you in your business, how do you define success on LinkedIn? So what shows you success in terms of in leveraging your business? Mm, okay. Um, oh, there's so many answers to that. Okay. So we'll just take one or two. We don't need them. <laughs> just take one or two. Okay. So I, I actually know of um, somebody that does a lot of Facebook um, marketing and so forth. Right. And one of the clients that they mentioned to me was a Melbourne-based LinkedIn uh, trainer who I won't name. I can tell you later. Um, (laughs) And they um, primarily do Facebook ads to get leads into LinkedIn. And this baffled this LinkedIn person and I, sorry, this Facebook person, and I said to them, isn't that super, super odd that, (laughs) that a LinkedIn person is finding more traction on Facebook than they are on LinkedIn, but yet they're showing people how to do leads on LinkedIn. Uh, That was horrific for me. And so one of the things that that I do, if I'm not getting 70% of my leads through LinkedIn, there's something changed and I need to find out what that is and alter what I'm doing. Mm. Um, So 
you know, that, that to me is, is my, my benchmark. Mm-hmm. Um, there's always people that I don't get through LinkedIn. If I go to a, a business network, um, in the, you know, breakfast networking thing and something like that, there's always people in that room that put up a profile five years ago and haven't been there since. Yeah. Um, so of course I will never find them on LinkedIn. Um, so that's, that's always a way of generating leads as well. But the majority, if I can't get 70% of my leads through LinkedIn, then I shouldn't be there and I should not be calling myself a guru, <laughs> ninja, whatever you like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that that's a benchmark for me. Yeah. Um, uh, what's your theory on who you should connect with on LinkedIn? Now I have a previous guest on the show, uh, Tom Singer talked about, he has a cup of coffee rule and that is if he hasn't had a cup of coffee or a beer or a meal or a face to face meeting with you, or even at maybe a telephone meeting with you, he will not connect with you on LinkedIn. Okay. Um, What's and and I guess everyone's got a different theory, so I'm interested yeah. in yours. What's your theory in terms of who should you connect with on LinkedIn? Okay, so if I can sort of quote the official user agreement, uh, the official user agreement is that it's it's to only connect with people that you actually know offline. Uh, anything to do with you know, if you go to the customer service area of LinkedIn and you ask them any kind of questions about connections that's their official stance and that's their stock standard templated answer um, to get out of everything. <laughs> I suspect most LinkedIn users don't follow that user agreement. Uh, like, well, the, you know, the ones that have 250,000 connections, yeah. um, I'm not sure if they know that many people that have had a coffee with. Yeah. Um, yeah unless they're a vampire and they're 700 years old. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so that's that's their official stance. Now, I stuck to that personally up until September last year. Um, and what actually was the spur for me to change that direction is that I lost my 12th job. Um, so, and, and I, sometimes when I really, really want a big in-house job, you know, it's an Australian tour, something like that, I will if I'm really, really wanted it, I will actually get back to the person and say, look, I noticed that you chose such and such. Um, can you tell me why I was unsuccessful? Um, I've only done that probably four or five times, but I, I did that quite a few times last year. And without a doubt, 100% of the answers that I got was that you have this amount of connections and this other person has this amount of connections, so therefore they know what they're doing more than you. Right. And I went, okay, so the fact that I've been chosen by the San Francisco head office as one of the 12 people, only 12, worldwide that has been approved and cited as an independent LinkedIn expert, that's what they've actually said, right? Because I've never been banned, never been reported, never posted on bad practices, you know, have an absolute 100% clean bill of health. And I thought, yeah, but that's not putting money in my bank account. <laughs> I have lost 12 jobs. Yeah. Um, and so I went, okay, now I'm going to have to relax this a bit more. Um, mm. And that's what I did as of um, September last year. Now, some of those connections that have come in, I have deeply regretted. <laughs> deeply regretted. I, um, I'm not, I don't have a side hustle business of teaching people English. Uh, for example, or helping them migrate into Australia. Um, so those ones I have deeply regretted. I haven't been come on to once. 
Um, so I have a 100% record with that too. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I feel like I'm missing out. <laughs> right. But uh, I'm well, not going to make any comments whatsoever. Yeah, yeah fair <laughs> enough. Um, <laughs> and I don't really want it, but it's, it's kind of like it's so prevalent on LinkedIn. It's kind yeah, of yeah. why it's never happened. Um, but that's okay. I'm okay. So, so do you have a guideline on who you will connect with now? Like are there people that you seek out and naturally people will seek you out because now you yeah. have a large following. Do you have guidelines on who you will or won't accept? Um, yeah, there is definite guidelines. There is, um, I have a look at what country they're in um, for a start. Um, I look at them um, with more care if they have under 500 connections because um, I'm sort of like, okay, we're 15 years into LinkedIn now. Why are you so low? Mm. Um, and who, perhaps who we've got connections in common with. Um, if they've got many connections in common with many people I do actually know, then that, you know, puts them in a positive spin. Um, I also have a look at how much their profile's filled out. Um, if there's anything completely and utterly dodgy, so if they say that they're US-based but then, you know, all of their education was in different countries and and every single company that they've listed is not a company I recognise and doesn't even have a LinkedIn page, um, you're kind of like, is it? They just, they just make all of this up. <laughs> um, and, if, look, if I'm really unsure, I actually message the person before I connect and say, you know, what, had you reach out to me today? Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it's completely innocent. And they're like, oh, you know, I saw your post on such and such and I don't know what I'm doing on here. I can't work it out, that sort of thing. Others will, it's a great strategy because when you, when you message back through desktop, you can't do it through the app, but when you message back through desktop, um, LinkedIn actually says that you've connected to the person and you haven't. So if they're going to sell, sell you into Bitcoin straight away, you get that message straight away and you haven't actually connected to them. And you go, okay, well, that helped me make my decision. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so it's, it's, a, it's a good strategy to actually ask why. But there's also um, sometimes, you know, there's a post that I've done an interview like this on Zoom kind of thing and it's been recorded and then um, released in the US or whatever. And then all of a sudden there's, you know, a hundred new connection requests within a couple of hours. And it's like, well, that would be a very high coincidence if they didn't see that post and they just so happened to want to connect in that first hour. (laughs) Okay. Um, So LinkedIn, like nearly all of the social media platforms, changes about every 15 seconds. So how do you stay up to date? Like, and and half the time for me, just the normal punter user, the the changes are just shoved out there. I don't ever know about them. And all of a sudden there's a feature I never knew existed or one that I really liked all of a sudden isn't there anymore. So how do you, like as the LinkedIn ninja, how do you stay up to date with all the stuff that's going on on LinkedIn? Sure. Okay. So last week there was only two new features that came out. The week before there was seven. So um, that sort of shows you. You are right. It feels like every fifteen minutes because there was seven changes in one week. It was yeah. Um, amazing. Yeah. So I have about thirty sources um, because not everybody picks up everything. So some of them are actual staff in San Francisco, um, but. Because LinkedIn is set up as a silo, so like, for instance, the home feed is a different set of staff members from my network. 
is a different set of staff members from notifications. Right. And I don't think they have a group meeting very often. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so what you can get from one staff member may only pertain to notifications. Yep. Um, you know, and then like the company pages, there's new stuff going on with company pages and they invited me to it, but I had to either go to New York, um, San Francisco or Toronto. And I'm like, oh, for like a two hour meeting, are you serious? Mm. Um, but they wouldn't televise it. And, um, all those people, I knew two trainers that went, um, and they had to sign a non-disclosure agreement. So they kind of hinted a little bit. Um, and they're like, oh, it's really good. <laughs> like that doesn't tell me anything. It, it's really good, but I can't tell you anything. You can't tell me squat because they've signed a non-disclosure agreement. So, but what, what I can gather from that, even if I don't know what it is yet, um, is that they're up to something. So mm. the company pages have been dead for a couple of years and they haven't really pushed them at all. But the fact they've got a new team on it, new staff, they're starting to release it to, um, strategic people and trainers and network and whatever, something's happening. Yeah. So I can sort of let people know that there's something happening. It should be soon because they're already releasing it to certain people in the public, um, strategic people. So it shouldn't be too far away. But what it is, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so the, the ninjas get together now and then. Um, there's a couple of groups that I'm in that are... Um, you know, other people have contacts within LinkedIn that I don't have. And so I'm in groups with a couple of them. And so they let us know. And, you know, that I guess you could regard us all as com competitors, but it's such a spirit of um, exchange. Yep. You know, am I really a competitor to somebody in the UK and somebody in Cincinnati? You know, like, really? Not, not, yeah. not really. I, I call it co-opetition. So where oh, you're, yeah. it's, you're cooperating and it's competition, but you're just, you're making the pie bigger. So that's, that's a, that's yeah. a thing to do. Yeah. All and right. I, I let them know when I hear something. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. You know, um, like now I'm sure uh, anyone who's listening wants to know, yeah, but how do I make LinkedIn work better for me? So let's just make a couple of assumptions that me. <laughs> <laughs> let's just make a couple of assumptions that, yes. um, Someone has set up a profile, they've used a good picture, they've got a good tagline, they've got a bit of detail about their... So they're, they're, it, maybe it's not the best profile in the world, but it's 80%. So let's just say yeah. it's a, a rock-solid thing. Let's yep. say they've got 500 uh, connections, maybe, maybe 500 to 1,000. Yep. And then they're like, how do I make this work for me? How do I either get business connect with the right people. How do I make LinkedIn work? So what would your top three suggestions be for someone who wants to make LinkedIn work? Because I think there's a lot of people I know who are like, oh yeah, no, I just use it if I need to get a new job. But yeah, there's cool. so much more to LinkedIn than a new job. So, so what would you recommend that they, knowing that everyone, you know, there'll be some small business people going, I just want to make, get more gigs out of it. There'll be other companies who are like, I want to increase our profile, but just, Generally, if you can, what do you reckon would be the top three things that people can do? Um, I'd have to ask some clarifying questions first. Ask know? away and we'll, we'll build a case study. <laughs> yeah, because people have different um, objectives. You yeah. know? Like mine right at this moment is I, I'm getting enough business. I'm, I'm cool hunky-dory with that. But it's the connection numbers that I'm actually concentrating on because I don't want to lose 12 jobs this year yes. because of that. Yeah. Um, so I want quality connection numbers, um, but you know, I, I when I'm compared to somebody who has fifty five thousand and I have six thousand, 
you know, you're not in the same ballpark. Not that I want 55,000, but you know what I mean? So, so, so let's, let's, let's break it down then. Let's say that a pretend case study or something. Yeah. So you're a small to medium business owner and you're, you're looking to sales. Basically you want to do business development. So, so what do you do? How do you, how do you use LinkedIn for a bit of business development? Okay. So again, there's like two answers to that. Go for it. Okay. So because it depends on um, product or service, business to business, business to consumer. Mm -hmm. Um, And it also depends on how big the, um, the, what's it called? The price point is. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause you know, if you're literally selling $50,000 worth, it is one customer. That's a longer term strategy than somebody selling a $50 product. Yeah, it's, it's very quick turnover and you need more leads all the time. So there's a, there's a couple of variables, but if it's, if it's something that you need a lot of leads for ongoingly, I would probably suggest probably um, that it might be time to have a look at sales navigator um, because sales navigator is set up for uh sales essentially it's set up for lead generation and um yeah there's a lot more filters to actually look at who your target market is and to approach them but with any virtually with any strategy there's a two there's two things you need to do there there needs to be um proactively looking for connections uh, sorry, for, for leads um, and making those connections and putting them through like a sales funnel. Um, and that doesn't mean templated spammy crap. Uh, that means you know, relationship building and nurturing, okay? Um, if people are into spammy crap, then I'm not your LinkedIn trainer. Um, so that's that's one side. The other side of it is to actually... Um, you know, people buy from people that they they know, like, and trust, if you want to use the cliche, um, but they want to come over to your profile and they want to see things regularly to understand and build build up credibility so that they know that you are the person for them. They know what you're like. Some people work better with straight shooting kind of people. Um somebody a client said to me the other day that you know there's nobody else in the world that can make you eat a shit sandwich and for you to say thank you at the end um because i'm i seem to be that blunt (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so like i'm i'm uh, there you go i'm a very blunt person i will say hang on don't release that post it's horrible you need to change this this and this it'll never work um, whereas, you know, other, other trainers would be, um, a lot more fluffy and go, Oh, you might need to do this and you might need to do that. I'm not, I don't have time for that. Yep. Somebody wants to pay me to, to get it out there so that it's released and it works. Um, so we're not going to beat around the bush, you know, so, but some people don't like that. So for me to release content all the time or for, for the person that's trying to get the leads to release content in their own voice and in their brand, um, lets them attract the kinds of clients that they work with best. If somebody wants a very pussyfoot approach, then they'll pick that up in the language that's used through the posting. Um, and also the, the um, you know, for, as a LinkedIn trainer you were alluding to before, you know, there's many that just sort of go, um, you know, oh, you need a, a good headshot. And, and it's like, oh, my God, how much, if I had a dollar for every time somebody puts out there that you need a, a professional headshot, duh, they, they know this. If they haven't gone out and got one by now, they won't because they're just resisting that whole thing. 
Um, so, I, you know, I don't post about that garbage it, it's, if they don't know that yet. So, but, however, there's four settings on a, on a headshot. There's four ways of, of how much visibility that headshot has on LinkedIn. And I don't think a lot of people know that. They put up a headshot, but do they actually um, know that it's not visible? They probably, they possibly don't because that's quite hidden. So I don't bother with saying do a professional headshot. I say, is it visible and is it the amount of visibility that you want? So, yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's given us some great ideas. So what... Um, there's a lot of people who will post a whole lot of different stuff. Some people are getting very personal. Here's a picture of my fluffy dog. Um, I, I have done that myself. Um, and, and others, others treat it like Facebook. Some people put jokes and memes out there yeah. and others basically are screaming, buy my stuff, buy my stuff, you know? So what kind of stuff, and, and I get this fits within a bigger strategy, but yeah. again, just in general, what are some of the, the, the good kind of stuff to post? Or are there any guidelines on what you would suggest to post? Oh, wow. Um, I, I do think mixing it up does help. Um, I, I always say to people, you need to post with purpose. Um, and what, what's the purpose of the post? So, for instance, there was like um, something like National Bring Your Dog to Work Day or something like that. There was yep. a couple of months ago. And I could have just put a picture up of my dog and and that's it. You know, it's the, this is my dog at work, blah, blah, blah. But what what's the purpose of that? Is it to just let people know what my dog looks like? Um, you know, they've got their dog too. They probably think theirs is the best, like I think mine is the best. Was there a purpose to it, right? And so I looked at it and went, okay, let's make this LinkedIn orientated. And if we were allowed to do LinkedIn profiles for our dogs and our pets, what would be the headline for your dog? You know, and my, my dog is definitely chief of security, right? Head or head of security because he's got, a really deep bark for, for the size of him. Mm -hmm. But as soon as you open the door, he's a pussycat, right? So, so he's all, he's all bark and no bite and which is kind of cool as well. Cause he never get in trouble. <laughs> but, but to me, he's, he's, you know, head of security. So I put the post out with a LinkedIn spin because that's my brand. That's what I do. Yeah. So, so I would advise people to do that. If you, if you're getting, People got to know my dog. They think he's wonderful. They think he's cute, blah, blah, blah. Um, but it was also what's the purpose of it. Now, to have people think about their headline in a slightly different way yeah. uh, may have been, you know, the, the outcome of that. Um, so there was there was a, an actual LinkedIn spin on it. So um, there's also what works for people. I know of a, a guy in Sydney who has a really big connection number. Um, and he's in, he's in the technology field, but he seems to always put out like YouTube videos of, you know, robots in Japan or the latest drone cameras or something like that. And none of it has to do with his company as such, but because it's in the technology field, uh, he does that. And to me, it doesn't resonate 
as such. Um, it doesn't really land with me. I'm sort of like, yeah, but you're just using YouTube videos that you've searched for. It's not, you know, it's not even original content kind of thing. But honestly, I must be the minority because he gets massive, massive engagement. There's always someone out there who's doing stuff. You think that doesn't make sense, but it just works amazingly. And you're like, what the heck? What's going on? Yeah, exactly. And, I, and I'm, I'm quite happy to, to get it wrong. Yeah. Because then that opens up thoughts and creativity for me and that I can pass it on to my clients, you know. Yeah. So to me, I, would, I wouldn't do that. But when I come across somebody who hires me that's in sort of a technology field, I go, hey, have a look at this guy's stuff. Not to copy it at all, but to just start the juices flowing for you because you're in a similar field. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, boom, all of a sudden they go really well. There's others, however, that do really juvenile posts, in my opinion, and when you look at the comments, high engagement again, but if you actually go through and look at the comments, there's like 90 comments and 88 of them were, what is this crap doing on LinkedIn? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what not, what is this world coming to? All that not the engagement you're after. Right? Yeah, exactly. So yeah, yeah. You know, is that harming the brand? I would say yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, and just for your records, the uh, headline for my dog even had a LinkedIn profile would of course be head of marketing. <laughs> you know, it's a it's a title. Everyone needs a title. Oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> I, had, I had somebody that was. Um, in bookkeeping and she had a golden retriever and she said something, let me have a think. What was it? It was, um, um, uh, accounts retrievable. <laughs> I like it. Accounts like retrievable. It. Yeah, um, it. It's been great chatting with you today and, uh, really thank you so much for all the different insights and stuff. Uh, one quick one before we go. And that yeah. is there's a lot of people use like buffer and Hootsuite and meet Edgar and all this stuff to funnel things into LinkedIn. Is that a good way to do it or are you better to do it natively? Um, the ones that use Buffer and Hootsuite and so forth reckon that it's great. <laughs> um, I, I, uh, but Hootsuite's gotten better, but a lot of the time when you see a Hootsuite post, because you can just see it, it's got the hourly yep. um, you know, URL and all that sort of thing. Um, what happens invariably is that it doesn't load properly. So it's missing the photo, it's missing some of the content, you know. The thing about all the platforms is when, you know, LinkedIn and, and uh, Facebook, for example, started a year from each other. And in the beginning, I don't know if they were extremely well-defined from each other, but they are now. And so one piece of content that goes to LinkedIn is not the same audience that goes to Facebook and is not the same audience that goes to Twitter. So when you try and use these sort of, um, what are they, corner, in my opinion, they're kind of corner-cutting devices and, and softwares, the audience isn't the same in all of the platforms. Uh, it doesn't load well all the time in all of the platforms. Um, you know, you've got to get the characters out in 140 uh, first characters on, on Twitter, but yet LinkedIn, you've got 1,300. So, you know, it's really not comparing apples with apples. Um, the other thing is what people don't take into account is there is an algorithm in LinkedIn that is taking into account the amount of engagement you do versus posting. So when you're not logging in because you've signed into Buffer with your login details, so you're only going into Buffer, 
um, you don't have the opportunity to actually go into LinkedIn and engage with your network. So you're not, and then, you know, are you people commenting and you're not even going back in and, and answering the questions or whatever? Um, so some people say it's a five to one ratio. Other people say it's a 20 to one. So, you know, nobody knows the exact ratio. Um, otherwise some people would be sitting, social media managers would sit there and go, okay, I've done my 20 for the day. Um, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and I've done, I've said great post 20 times now. So I'm good, you know? Um, yeah. So they don't release the exact number, but when, if you have, let's say you've, it's 20, if you've engaged with 20 different people through your home feed, and then it's time for you to post, um, you know, at 10 a.m. or something. When you do, LinkedIn favours that because you've been so giving to your community. So when you're posting from Buffer or Hootsuite, you don't do that. And the classic telltale for me, which is another thing I do with whether I'm going to take a connection or not, is that I check their post history versus their activity history. And if the post history is a mirror of the activity history, I know this person won't engage with me. Yeah. They're not even logged in probably. Yeah. Yeah. So what they're doing, if let's just say they're not using it, they come in, they post, they rack off again. They're not, they're not engaged. So why would I want them as a connection? Yeah. You know, so, so it's a, it's, it's, it's a really big telltale sign of the, um, you know, the giving nature of that, that person and how well they actually uh, engage and, and what they think about their connections. So, um, yeah, Gillian, so that, that, that is important algorithm. Yeah, that's fantastic. Thank you so much. We are so out of time, but I, oh, just, I could barely help talking with you. <laughs> hey, um, if people want to, if people are thinking, oh, after listening to this, my LinkedIn's a bit tatty, I need some help. How can people get in touch with you? Okay, so the best way to get in touch with me is through LinkedIn. Send me a connection request, but please, please, please personalise it. So when you're on the desktop, you click on connect. You're on my profile, click on connect, and it says add a note. There's the personalised request right there. They can say that they were listening to the Warwick Mary podcast. Um, and, you know, that's, that's all good. And I prioritise, everybody does, they prioritise the personal messages over the generic. Okay. Um, if they're on the app, there is a way to personalize that. It's either three dots or it says more on someone's profile. Click on that. The same thing comes up and it gives you a little message saying personalize invite. Excellent. So track down Jillian Bullock on LinkedIn, uh, the LinkedIn ninja, and then send her a personalized request and she will happily share some of her wisdom and amazement with you. Happily. Happily. Thank you so much for being part of the get more success show. It's been great to have you here. Thank you, my dear. You've been listening to the Get More Success Show with your host, Warwick Mary. I look forward to your company next time. Thanks for listening to the Get More Success Show with Warwick Mary. Continue the conversation with other successful people over at getmoresuccess.com. That's where you'll find all the show notes as well as a link to our Facebook group that we'd love for you to join. GetMoreSuccess.com is also where you'll find all the information you need to connect with me, your host, Warwick Merriam. Thanks for listening, and until next time, enjoy your success.